I don't see many other industries being able to say that they are impacting the future of human health and true needs of the lives of individuals the way that nurses do. I think as nurses, it's so important for us to really look inside and see what we bring to the table. Nurses are really good at getting that minimal viable product out to the door to drive successful outcomes. There is no truer innovator than nurses. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, this is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Voice of Humana Nurses. You know, with over 4 million nurses in the United States, nurses make up the largest healthcare workforce and contribute to our healthcare system in so many different ways and in so many different roles across various industries. So from the bedside to the boardroom and everywhere in between, nurses bring a tremendous value in keeping the healthcare system running and bringing in valuable solutions to healthcare's most challenging problems. And we really witnessed that very clearly over the last year of our COVID crisis. But what about moving healthcare forward? What does it take to drive continuous healthcare improvements, to deliver quality, holistic care, and equitable care? And how can nurses contribute in meaningful and impactful ways? And why should we support nurses as leaders in healthcare and healthcare innovation? As you might have guessed, nursing innovation is the topic of conversation today, and we have the perfect guest for this conversation. I'm so excited for it. My guest today is Rebecca Love, thought leader on nurse innovation and entrepreneurship, an experienced nurse executive and entrepreneur, and the first nurse to be featured on TED.com. Rebecca designed and built the first nurse innovation program in the United States at Northeastern University, and that led Rebecca to found Sanciel, the Society of Nurse Scientists, Innovators, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. This is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and Rebecca serves as its president alongside an incredible board of nurse leaders that aim to reposition and redefine the image of nursing across healthcare. Rebecca is also an advisory board member of several leading digital healthcare startups and organizations. She's co-authored two books, founded three companies, speaks internationally, and is dedicated and so passionate about empowering nurses to be at the forefront of healthcare innovation and entrepreneurship. So, Rebecca, welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses podcast. So glad to have you here. And, you know, such an impressive resume and background. And, you know, having heard you um, speak and, and be in action, just such an amazing role model. Um, and thank you for being that for so many nurses now and nurses, nurse entrepreneurs and innovators to come. So, again, thanks for being so generous with your time and joining us on our podcast today. One of the things we like to start off with is really um, getting to know our guests a little bit better. So maybe you could just start and tell us about who is Rebecca Love and where did all that enthusiasm and passion come from? 
Kathy, it is such a pleasure to be here with you, and, and thank you all for tuning in. Um, you know, I, it, that is so funny when people read back to you um, things about your life, and you, you think to yourself, I, I don't know who they're talking about, because every day that I think that we've gotten out of bed, and I'm sure you feel this way, you sort of feel that you're taking a step and pushing a rock up a hill at the same time to try to open up a conversation and uh, try to make it happen. And, and I think if there's uh, anything... I remember, I think your question triggers back for me, a memory that I had when I was um, early in my career and, and graduated from school and I thought I was going into law school and my, my mom sat me down and she said, um, you know what, there's enough strong lawyers out there. I need you to go into nursing because I've been by the bedside and we need help and I need strong women in nursing. And I remember at that moment, I'm feeling this responsibility that if I was going to join the profession, I really had to dial in and listen to what was going on and then witnessed what I had experienced, what she had mentioned, I witnessed in my own nursing career. And I think every day since those early conversations, it was just about stepping across the threshold and saying, how can we fix what at certain times is burning out or driving nursing from the profession? And how can we encapsulate that to really define it to the marketplace to understand the value and role of nursing? And so anything that I do is like throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks, um, failing constantly along the way. And it's so funny when you read it back because I, I would, it's so funny that you don't summarize it that way for yourselves because you see all the struggle in trying to do it and turn that wheel so that change has happened. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, it, it is um, so interesting how people get started in nursing and, and you took your mother's passion and built upon that too. Maybe you can share with us a little bit about what you're most proud of when you look back on your nursing career and, you know, all the things that you have accomplished and it's not easy to get there. And as you said, lots of steps and missteps along the way, but what are you most proud of? I think the, the most proud is that we actually had a change around the topic of nurses as innovators. Um, and I think that if I could bring you back to 2015, when I attended my first hackathon and going there and being the only nurse at that event and feeling like, oh, all the decision makers are here. I'm not supposed to be here as a nurse. The hospital executives, all of the doctors are here. This is where decisions happen, but there's no nurses here. I'm not supposed to be here. And feeling that incredible experience and then being able to bring it forward. And I can't tell you how many phone calls were hung up on me when I was calling hospitals and schools of nursing and saying, I went to this event. We should hold a, a hackathon for nurses. And when it finally happened, that first one, um, that first idea that Dr. Hanrahan said, you know what, Rebecca, I'm going to host a summit on innovation and entrepreneurship why don't you come host a hackathon? And she put me on this board with like the president of the Massachusetts Nursing Association and all these people who are getting behind her conference and the pushback that I still got from on this hackathon because people are like, I, nurses shouldn't be hacking. Like they're not technologists. This is what happens at <laughs> MIT. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And I remember we, I was, we had the conference and the hackathon kicked off that Friday night and the, the head of the MNA came over to me and she goes, Rebecca, the nurses are tired. They just want to go home. Keep it short. And I was like, <gasps> and so we got up on stage and I said, this is what we're doing. And I need you to step forward if there is a problem you want to solve. And I held my breath as I looked at that audience of 200 nurses waiting for the first one to raise their hand who would take a number to say, here is a problem I want to solve. And suddenly 
we had a line of 36 nurses lined up at the front, standing up and giving us a one minute pitch. Everything from, I'm an IV nurse and I have too many near misses on babies because the lure lock is keeps coming undone on babies too. Hey, I'm a CPR nurse and there's no good training on this. And too many of my patients are dying on the table in front of me because nurses don't know how to do CPR correctly. I wanna solve this problem. And all of a sudden, by the end of that night, the energy was electric. And then the world changed from that moment forward, at least for me and for all those nurses who had witnessed that hackathon that weekend that led to really the first nurse innovation movement and the adoption to believe that nurses, not only should they be hacking, but can they can really create great solutions really big problems. Yeah, I, I I hear you and, you know, a thousand percent for sure. You know, you're such a champion for nursing innovation and you've, con you've really contributed so much to the industry and supported nurses, you know, just kind of in the ways that you talked about. Nurses do recognize issues, they understand solutions and they bring so much to the table. Um, you know, really recognizing the value that nurses bring to the table and the criticality of their voices to drive innovation in healthcare. You know, can you talk to us a little bit about what you think makes nurses great innovators? I think part of the challenge that we have in the profession is people are maybe confident in their clinical skills or, or other skills they have, but when it comes to you know, that terminology, as you described in the first hackathon, I, I think maybe there's a little bit of a confidence um, opportunity there. So why are nurses great innovators? I think there is no truer innovator than nurses. And when I say that, it's because when they see a problem and they create a solution, it's because they realize it's going to either save a patient's lives, make the efficiency better in healthcare, and the statistics are there to show it, right? So we know that nurses on average do 27 workarounds per shift. I mean, that is insanity. And they're in 36 different places over a course of an hour. So that means they're highly innovative in a highly disruptive, non-functioning way, right? But they are not allowed to bring those workarounds forward. And we know you work at a, you know, an insurance company, when you can drive efficiency and better processes and better outcomes for the end user, you want to adopt those. But in nursing, we often were given all these techniques technologies that never had nurses integrate or explain them given to us. And those were supposed to create less work for us, right? They were supposed to make our jobs better. And in a lot of situations, it made more work for us. But what we've learned is that managing lives and managing technology and all these devices meant that there were significant opportunities to address those bottlenecks. And what, they, what nurses see is that opportunity to drive with the purest intentions, not because the money is there, but simply because this is going to save somebody's life or make somebody's life better in a way that I don't see many other industry being able to say that they are impacting the future of human health and true need of the lives of individuals the way that nurses do. And so what makes them great innovators is that when they get motivated by it, they are doing it because it is a calling that they have to solve the problem that's so inherent that it will save another person's life. And to me, that is what makes them great innovators. And also because the environment that they work in forces them to constantly innovate because they've given them this highly inefficient system in which to play. They are constantly figuring out with that roll of tape and with that um, process of scissors and tubing, how to extend and manage and do everything 
that most of these devices don't allow us to do. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's so true that nurses are masters of workarounds and always have been and, and really just don't recognize that. And of course, that's not the most efficient thing. And I think it kind of leads to people just saying, well, the nurses are going to fix it and they're going to make it work if we present them with something. So, you know, I think what we want to build on is getting nurses at the table, you know, really from the beginning and really driving these things. So maybe just building on that a little bit, what do you think that, you know, is important for nurses to have in the workplace? What helps to support them um, being innovators rather than just people who make workarounds? Uh, in inefficient systems. Um, so I think that those, so I think one thing about the nurse is they spend all the time with the patient. I always say that 23 hours and 45 minutes, a physician is not by the bedside. It is the nurse who is managing all levels of care. Now that's also true in most outpatient settings and also managing cares of primary care. It is the nurse who's constantly interacting with the patient. And when they um, are looking at these, they're managing not just one issue. So I often say doctors are really good at dealing with that one diagnosis right in front of them. You know, you have a broken leg, a surgeon's going to come in and fix it. When you look at nurses, they're looking at a 360 degree view of the patient, recognizing the family dynamics, the economic dynamics, the, uh, the, 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 the personal dynamics and the mental wellness of this patient to make sure that they can adopt and adapt to the needs of the condition or the chronic disease that they're having, right? The nurse recognizes the outside forces because we were trained inherently as nurses that it's not about us, it's about the patient in front of you. And I think fundamentally that is a shift in the mindset of when we look at uh, the hierarchy of healthcare, there is a lot of catering that can be done to the higher ups, but to the nurses, the buck stops there. To your point, they're told, hey, we're gonna give you this, you figure it out. I don't care if it makes your life harder. We're paying you to be here, you figure it out. I don't think that does happen a lot to a lot of, of the other healthcare professionals. So I think when you're looking at this industry and this environment, the things that nurses were always taught to do was the patient is first. And that means you don't go to the bathroom for 12 hours. You don't eat for 12 hours. That's okay. As long as those six patients in front of you are alive when you're coming out at the end of your shift. So I think when you're looking at it, it was just an inherent mindset that's been put at nurses that they have an obligation, if not a responsibility to alleviate the sufferings of the patients in front of them, almost amongst all else. So you're constantly interpreting what all that means so that that patient can have success. And that is what a true innovator does. It looks at all of the conditions and they think to myself, what is the minimal viable product to get you to be successful? And nurses translate that to patients day in and day out. Like, hey, I know you can't do 90% of these things, but here's how we're gonna get you to do that one thing that potentially will help you not come back to the hospital tomorrow. Because I get that you can't do everything that you need to make this successful. Nurses are really good at getting that minimal viable product out to the door to drive successful outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Nurses are innovators and don't always realize that they're innovating there. So let's talk a little bit about hackathons. Um, I had the opportunity um, to be a part of the last hackathon that uh, Sanseal, J&J, and Microsoft sponsored. And that was my first one that I was a, a, a part of in any way. And I was so impressed, so impressed by the teams, the passion, um, the really important issues that they were focusing on. Um, so maybe tell us um, a, a little bit, you, you gave us a little tease about your first hackathon experience um, and how did that help you 
to kind of, um, you know, really drive this forward and promote the Nurse Hack for Health Nursing Innovation Hackathons. And you can tell us about one that's coming up soon, too. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad that you attended and that you had that, um, that, that it hit you the same way that I think we hope hackathons leave as an impression on people. And I, I, I think that um, the, the reality about what a hackathon is, um, is it's this place where you can rapidly innovate and drive the, the problems that face you the most significantly in your life, can basically go up on stage, identify what those problems are, and in the course of the weekend, form a team to really come up with those solutions. And I think that what we see at these hackathons is it's the experiencing of being allowed to innovate. It's that opportunity for the first time to say, it doesn't matter what the status quo is. It doesn't matter what those protocols are, those procedures are, those hierarchies are. Go in and if the world was the endless, if you had no restrictions on the way you were thinking or who was supposed to be in charge, how could you solve that problem differently? And what I also love about hackathons is that in nursing, I feel like I show up to so many events and everybody always is lecturing at me. It's the same people on the stage talking to me that they're the smartest experts in the world. And they are. But I have really come to love hackathons because it's not about us. It's about the audience. And everybody who attends a hackathon is the ones on stage. Not once, but twice. And that, for many, is the first time ever I remember we did this J&J &J hackathon before COVID hit in person with Sanciel in November of 2019. And we had nurses walking up and they didn't know how to hold the microphone. They kept having it down there. And we're like, no, no, you gotta bring the microphone up. These basic skill sets that they didn't have the confidence. They didn't know how to talk to an audience. And suddenly you see them transform in the course of 56 hours to believe in themselves. Suddenly, not only do they have a problem statement, but they know the competition, the market fit. Suddenly they're understanding and speaking to the financial impact that their product's gonna bring. And they've moved beyond that language that we were taught in nursing school, which I think limits us so much, Kathy. And as you as a CNO of Humana, we can't speak to, I think, I feel, I believe. You need to speak to the financial impact, the operational status, and the strategic direction that this organization or project is going to take this, this company or why you need it. And we were never taught that. And I can tell you in 56 hours time, we go from nurses who are shaken like a leaf, who barely can get a sentence out along those lines, to standing up and in three minutes, nailing some of the best business pitches that I have ever heard. And I'm telling you, I, I'm an early stage investor now. I listen to a lot of company pitches and I get blown away by what a hackathon can do for 56 hours for, for people who are investing their time in them. And that's what I think the power is about them. That's awesome. Yeah, we often talk about the business of healthcare and how contemporary nurses really need that, you know, that broad understanding of the business of healthcare in addition to all the other great skills and competencies and capabilities that they bring to the table. Um, and yeah, it was a great experience. I know we had one of our Humana nurses that attended and, um, you know, just, just felt like kind of enveloped in the whole thing. So, um, you know, as, as our listeners are thinking about, you know, this is pretty cool sounding and I'm inspired by Rebecca and, you know, maybe, maybe I really am an innovator. Um, what's your best piece of advice for these nurses? I think one of the first things to do 
is to come to the next Nurse Hack for Health event that we're having on May 14th to the 16th um, that weekend, which is a fantastic way to engage. It's 100% virtual, it's 100% free. And I know you're thinking to yourself, there's no way I can give up three days of my time on a weekend. I have to tell you, it is the first time that if you're truly gonna invest in yourself, this is a weekend that is gonna transform your life um, if you truly engage. So that's the first one. And I think the best piece of advice, actually, I heard from, uh, we, we at SANCL do monthly meetups with nurses from around the, the country. And we had a speaker last week um, called from Brian Mojica. And he said something that was so powerful to me, which was, don't look for your affirmations external to you. You are, the, you have the PhD in your innovation and in your idea. And if you're always looking for somebody else to validate that you have a good idea, how many of us have had ideas and two years later, you're walking down the store aisle and you're like, oh, I thought of that and there somebody made it because you asked somebody else to validate if this was a good idea. So my advice to you is don't always look for outside affirmations. Don't go to your pediatrician or your, your, your physician and say, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Find that one champion who's like, yes, you are onto something. I'm gonna be your companion to start this ride with you. But those are my advice because the truth is many, many people have ideas, but so many fail to execute against them because they let somebody else diminish their dreams. And everything that you do in life everything comes down to one thing, it's your mindset. It's awesome advice. Don't wait for uh, someone else to pick up your idea or to, to move ahead. And, you know, I think as nurses, it's so important for us to really look inside and see what we bring to the table. And um, I, I think, you know, I just love your enthusiasm and I love everything that you say. And I hope that today we've inspired some of our nurses to really look inside themselves, to really recognize the power that they have and the skills that they bring to the table. And I hope even more of our nurses join the next uh, Hack for Health and, you know, really let their innovation light shine in, what, in whatever setting um, is meaningful to them. So, Rebecca, thank you so much. It's been, uh, the time has flown by and um, love the conversation and I'm sure that our listeners are inspired and loved it as well. Um, so thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com and give us your comments and feedback about topics or people that you'd like to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well.